This is Mick, and you're listening to the Trip Radio Podcast. I am on the line with singer, songwriter, Marlena. So you have a new EP out, right? It is titled, At Least I Tried. Oh, that is, <laughs> that is a very relatable sentiment. Yeah, I feel I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. What is the inspiration behind that title? What are what are you trying to communicate to your audience? If there's an audience, I think that's that's where it comes from. You don't really know if anybody's listening out there or if anybody will care. The premise is to just put it out with no fear and at least I tried. Yeah, I'm looking at the track list right now. A lot of a lot of the a lot of the titles seem to be pretty on brand with that theme. I'm good, the right, uh, so bad. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of sort of mixed emotions and uh, sort of wrestling with those emotions going on. Would you would you mind breaking down some of the themes for for this new EP? You're right in that there are a lot of different themes going on, and there's also a lot of different production, and that was something I really wanted to focus on when I put this collection of songs together. I wanted to make sure that each song had its own space and lived in its own world and had its own story, but they also all fit together. Um, Because I like every type of music and I like to make all kinds of music. So naturally, the collection will still sound like me because it's still my voice, but each song sounds a little bit different as if it might be able to live on its own record. But thematically, it's a bit all over the place. Some of these songs I had written years ago, and they have just been on my hard drives collecting dust. And uh, several of them I wrote during a chunk of time where I was feeling pretty inspired. But they are each their own world. How long does it typically take you to write a song? I usually feel like it shouldn't take more than three hours, but sometimes the best ones can come in 15 minutes. Oh, really? What is uh, what does your process kind of look like? It's a little bit different every time. I can sometimes start in the traditional way with just a guitar and my voice, but a lot of times I am on the computer playing two tracks and listening to beats. I love to sing over drums, and so I start like that. And most of the time, what I'm singing is just mumbling. You're just kind of scatting. And sometimes you can hear that your body's actually trying to say things that you're not aware of. And then lyrics come out of that. You hear through your mumbling words and you go, oh, wow, there's a theme. I got it. And then it just starts to unfold on its own. So I could just be singing to a beat and mumbling around, mumbling some melodies, you know, and when I listen back to it, I actually hear different words that I didn't realize I was actually singing. And within those words, you you start to develop the rest of the song, if that makes sense. I feel like it's the hardest to write lyrics first and then create melody and music after. I find it so much easier to get some chords down and just start riffing. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're great songs. Um, I especially you. like so bad, which I guess I'm interpreting a little bit differently. It's as much a song about it's, it's okay not to be good at stuff. I want you so bad. I, I want you so bad. I, I 
interesting. That song is is funny because it's completely made up,、huh. and it was a writing challenge for myself. I gave myself. I said, "Let me write something that is completely fictional, and I will interpret this how I feel like I need to after." And that's exactly what I did. And what I ended up realizing after writing it was that. What had come out was my actual relationship with the music industry, and not an actual relationship between two people, which is what it sounds like I'm singing about.、Yeah. I mean, most people write about their relationships, their love. Like, I mean, it's pretty basic what everybody writes about. But on the surface, that's what you're hearing. It sounds like a one night stand. But it's really just about music industry and wanting success and wanting to succeed as a, a songwriter, and that is the where it comes from. I want you so bad, but I don't even know you, and that is that's how I feel more and more about the music industry every year. The more I work in it, and the more I'm a part of it, the less I know. The more confusing it becomes.、Huh. How do you expect to promote this new EP during the pandemic? At a point where you can't be making live appearances, how do you expect to get people to notice it? I, I have no <laughs> idea, honestly. It's、yeah. really, it's really tough. I, I can only do what I can control within my cell phone or my laptop and put it out there to as many people as I possibly can. But at a certain point. It isn't within the hands of everybody else, and whether or not they decide they want to pass it along or show somebody else, I, you know, there's only so much I can yeah. do. Yeah, I feel like you've already sort of stepped into the zeitgeist of how to promote an album with the music video, which features you literally alone in a town. So I'm telling you that what's good for me is one that only nobody's in the sun. The video for Midnight Special, yeah, where you're dancing in a town, you're the only one there. I really like that video.、Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks, that's my home. Oh, is town. it? Where, where、um, are you from? Where are you originally yeah, from? I'm from a town called Placerville. It's up in Northern California. It was a big gold gold rush town. Lots of a crazy history、oh, up there. Okay. Yeah, super small town. I I love it up there. I try to get back up there as much as possible. But for that particular moment, I happened to be up there visiting my parents and thought I should take advantage of the fact that nobody was around in our historical main street. So、um, I had my partner just film me being a complete. Dork around the around the town. It's also a fun way to just show people where I grew up. Yeah, you know? yeah. The way it feels like it was shot is literally literally the way that it was shot.、Um, this is a place that you're familiar、mm-hmm. with. Was shot by somebody who you're familiar with, you know, in a town that that is very just very idyllic,、um, and also just crazy for the time. I, I will have that video for the rest of my life to look back on and go, look at this crazy period of time where nobody left. Their home. How is how's the pandemic been progressing?、Um, how are things by you? Right now, I'm down in Los Angeles,、Ooh. and it's pretty bad down here. But I have, over the last few months, taken a couple breaks to go visit my family back up in Northern California, and it's really great up there because there's lots of space, tons of 
property and acreage and everybody's really spread out. So up there, there's not a lot of cause for concern, though everyone is still, you know, taking the necessary precautions, wearing masks and everything. But the number of cases up there is, is very, very low. Now, LA, on the other hand, it's like you feel like you are need to douse yourself in Purell before you leave the house. It's it's very, very stressful down here. And you can feel that with everybody around you. And how, how have you been coping? Well, I think it's day by day and sometimes it's breath by breath. But one day you're learning new things or, I, or I'm taking advantage of the time. I'm reading a lot. I'm watching tons of documentaries and, and just trying to take advantage of it. And then other days are just completely paralyzing and you feel helpless and hopeless and all of the things and you just don't want to get out of bed and, and continue to do the same monotonous dishes and laundry that make you go insane, you know? What, what sort of things have you been reading? In light of current events and Black Lives Matter movement, police brutality, definitely doing a lot of research and trying to study and, and understand. There's just a lot of literature out there. You could spend your entire life just trying to grasp and understand that well enough to have an educated conversation with people. And that in itself is really challenging, um, but trying. And it, you have to kind of make it an effort of it every day. Just just shifting gears a little bit um, to talk about your former band. Mm -hmm. How how are they coping with with all this? Uh, Milo Milo Green. How are how are the folks in Milo Green uh, handling all this? And are are you still a band? For sure. I mean, I would never say okay. that we're not a band. You can't predict the future. I mean, look at how many times the Eagles said they broke up uh, and then, you know, they said, we'll never get back together unless hell freezes over. And then they had the one hell freezes <laughs> over tour. So um, I would never say that we're broken up because you never know what, what can happen. But as of right now, we are on an indefinite hiatus, which is great. And the break is super nice. And as far as I know, everybody is doing pretty well. We're giving each other space. And I did spend 4th of July with one of our members. And yeah, everybody seems pretty much in the same position as everybody else. You know, you're just taking it one step at a time. Yeah. Uh, Marlana, this has been a really great conversation. Thank you again for you know taking the time to chat with me and uh, talk about your album. This has been me in conversation with Marlena. Take care. I'm out of touch mm, I don't know that much I've been out of the game You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.